Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Tavon. Somehow I made it through. Somehow I made it through, God. Brothers and sisters, this morning, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. And if you don't like me, don't pray for me. But if you kind of like me and think I'm okay, I want you to pray with me. Because I'm going to hit on something and get it out the way. I'm going to get it out the way. Um, Jessica, are you on the the blog talks? Because I need to use something, and I need your permission to, 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 talk, to do it. Okay. Let's see. Jessica, I see you. Can, I, can, I, can you talk to me? Praise the Lord. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. I need to use something as a point of reference that happened when uh, when I did your exorcism down there in Corpus Christi. Oh, yes, Do I have your permission? It it won't be anything embarrassing or crazy, but it is crazy. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. You have my permission. And I want you to stay right on here with me. Yes, ma'am. I got to get this out the way. And what I got to get out the way is it's on the forefront of everybody's uh, tongue, the forefront of their mind, and it's out there. And if you don't deal with things that are out there, then the devil can come back and use them against you, make railing accusations and stuff like that. So I, I'm, I'm going into this healing thing, and I'm saying, God, okay, you told me that, that how to pray. You showed me how to pray for the sister, and you told me I gotta go through the atonement to do this. I said, so what's the first message? Now listen to this, Nadia or Artie, write this in the chat room. This is the title of this message. But before I can go into this message, I gotta I gotta give that later foundation precursor. The title of this message is, Are You Able to Exercise Enough Self-Control to Receive God's Goodness? Right? That's something that was strange, though. Are you able to exercise enough self-control to receive God's goodness? And I'm telling you, I just printed it out the last of it. And it's a total of, um, but if you've ever seen how I do this stuff, you know I do big, bold writing and so forth. It's a total of um, 62 pages. It's 62 pages. And I've actually been up since 1 o'clock this morning working on this. So I, I, I finish it up, and God say, now, this is how you're going to have to give this message. And I know you're not going to really want to do this, but you got to get this out the way. I got to talk about racism. Are you hearing me this morning? Because, see, some of you are not going to be free ever until you can get rid of your racist attitudes and your racist mindsets and your bondage from slavery. About you, you know, I'm coming from a, a biblical Christian perspective, and the only person I can really kind of use is myself 
Because, see, I was raised on a military base, an army base, many, many army bases. And on the army base, you have to take classes, believe it or not, in um, equal opportunity EOC or something like that. And as an officer in the army, I had to take a lot of classes. But you know what, brothers and sisters? I did not know how racism worked until I got born again in the church. Yep. I've been preaching this gospel and doing deliverance almost every day for 30, going into 36 years. 36 years. No, 36 years as of May the 5th. May the 5th made me 36 years. And so a lot of people look at me and they say, well, you know, you've been doing this this long, and why isn't your name out there? Or why isn't, you know, why is this, this lady down here in Dalton, when I first came here, she said, well, why why we, we ain't never heard of you? I said, I guess God ain't never dropped my name to, in front of you, I guess. I said, because he's the one that does the introduction. But let me explain something. I happen to have about maybe four degrees, maybe four. And that doesn't even account for all the independent studies and seminars and um, groups, workshops I've attended just to try to get some understanding because of the fact that I'm so rooted and grounded in God and because of the fact that I did not come up through the church, I can't really say racism did anything for me until God sent me into in Tennessee in one of them sundown towns where you had to be out by sundown. And I didn't know it. Me and Brother Joe didn't know it. And it happened to be the imperial wizard of the Ku Klux Klan in his church. I told you that story. It's not. It's out there. And um, God used us to usher in revival. But the sheriff had to escort us out of town for our safety. Me and Brother Joe. The whole story is on the podcast. And you see... The reason some people come come to me and they don't get healed because they have racism in their heart. You see, they come and they see me, and I'm real down to earth. I might have on some blue jeans or some sandals or some cowboy boots, or I might have on some moccasins, whatever I feel feel like. Now, some black people, I'm talking about you racists too, you come here with that racist spirit, and you you exert this over me. Well, you know, look at her. Well, a lady told me this one time in the church. I get up to preach. I don't have on nothing but a denim skirt, a pair of penny loafers, a T-shirt, and a sweater. And she said, I almost got up and walked out the church because you didn't look any better than me. You weren't dressed no better than me. As a matter of fact, you were dressed worse than me. And I said to the lady, I said, well, what does that have to do with anything? I said, you judge me by the way I dress? And she's the one 
that had the demons. I had to do an exorcism and about threefold deliverances and inner healing. You see, you can say you're not a racist, but your culture will have determined what's in your heart. God has sent me into almost every church that exists, including a synagogue. He has sent me into churches where people have said, no woman can preach in my church. And God healed everybody up in there, and the preacher had to repent. He sent me into churches and exposed love so bad that the preacher went to jail because he would not repent and do anything about it. Uh, uh, two to three weeks after I left and told him he had a love demon, told him all his sins, and um, his thing was, well, you're a woman. <laughs> you couldn't possibly know more than I do. And I'm the bishop, too. Situations where people come to me for deliverance and, and, and they saw that I was black, African-American. And the first thing went in their mind was that I was uh, mentally retarded. Because they done read that eugenic stuff that all black people are slow and mentally retarded. So she just automatically assumed they, not one, many, 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 that, well, whatever I'm going to get from you, it, it, it ain't going to be enough to sustain me or carry me or set me free. And for a minute or two, I really took this attitude right here. If that's how you come, if that's how you feel, that's all you're going to get from me. Because I'm not going to try to change you. Who am I? Whatever's in your heart going to rule anyway. I know that. Then you got this whole race issue because of skin color. I don't live through that. I live through that every day. People automatically assume I was um, illiterate and ignorant. At one time, I was, because I had a bunch of college education. I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know the things of God. But the moment I realized I didn't know it, you can bet I got on it. And that's why I went and got that PhD at a Spearfield College. They would tell me, we would let you preach here, but you, you don't have any... Uh, 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 biblical, no, no, you ain't been to seminary. I went to seminary. Show did. Whatever they told me I didn't have, I went and got it. And I may not ever have gone back to wherever they told me I didn't have it because it wasn't important. But it was important that the next person not be able to tell me that and be accurate. So then people wonder how, how is it? That this lady ministered to professors and drug addicts on the streets and everybody in between. And the reason I asked Jessica to allow me to tell you this, her mom and daddy was there. They, they could tell you it happened. When I left South Carolina, and then, and then look here, please understand something. I want you to get this. I was so blessed. I, I graduated from a very prestigious college on a full scholarship undergraduate. 
a Jewish college with my master's degree. And then I went back to a black college and got another degree. What I'm trying to tell you is I can discern those spirits through the internet, over the telephone. And then I went down to another nation. He sent me to Central America, and I couldn't even speak Spanish because God knew I would lean in, lean in on him and upon him and get what I needed to be successful uh, up in the mountains in Honduras and then on to Nicaragua and El Salvador and coming on up out of Central America to um, Belize. Some of you are not delivered because you don't think I'm smart enough to deliver you. And let me tell you something, you're right. You're absolutely, (laughs) you're absolutely positively right. Because smart don't get it. I don't care how smart you are, you ain't going to be smarter than the Holy Ghost. Some others of you, because I came on Omega Man Radio, and you see me on Omega Man, and some of you actually thought, Shannon taught me. Shannon taught me how to, Shannon helped me because I was doing everything wrong, but I was doing something. He helped me figure out with this blog talk and uh, that, how to do that better. But the, the things of God, brothers and sisters, Shannon, teach me nothing. I've had many people come up alongside me because they say, well, she just looks stupid anyway. She ain't going to say nothing. And what is there to say? Jesus is Lord. He does it all. But I had somebody recently want to join forces with me because they were of a different race than I was. And the people were going to assume that by them being of another race, Caucasian, and me being black, African-American, and stupid, and ignorant, and illiterate, that they were going to just step in, take the glory, and take over my ministry. And if I would have been dumb enough to fall for it, that's exactly what may have happened. Do not judge a book by its cover. And those of you women, you should have listened to what Beth Moore said. You should have listened. She spoke the truth. I try to help other people so they don't have to go through all I went through for 30 plus years. But I went through it for 30 plus years because I lived my life to being saved. I didn't get saved as a kid. I wish I had. I have lived a good, full, exciting, pioneering life. And there's nothing left in life to desire to do but serve God, preach this gospel, cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, and watch them be healed. And write and write books how I did it. Now, now the reason, and I'm not making it up, I want you to know this is the truth, and I'm being freed as I'm talking about it. 
because it's over. It's a new day. Quiet anymore. I don't have to allow people to steal my books, steal my writings, and shut up about it anymore. Because God was teaching me and making me disciplined. God was building and increasing his fruits of his own Holy Spirit in me. I don't have to sit back and watch people say they love God, I'm going to obey God, I'm going to do what God And the minute you say something that doesn't agree with them, it's you and God, you know, you, you ain't got God. I'm going to go find me somebody got God. Do all of this. I live for that. And nothing is better than God. But this is the thing. Some of you are not healed because you got still got some of that in you. See, I've walked around here in pretty good shape for somebody 70 years old. I'm in pretty good shape. I take these hits because I know what's in the people. Some people, I just, I'm not going to deal with it because I'm too old for that now. I'm too old for that abuse. Because it is abuse. And I'm not even this deliberate because all some people know is abuse. But I'm saying this. It is my responsibility to look out for my own self as well as the people I'm ministering to. Get off my line, whatever this is. And you're going to go through it too. Those of you that assume and know you call the ministry, see what you also sow. That's why a lot of stuff I just take passively and quietly and uh and just kept moving on. I hear somebody on my line. That's probably the person who stole my phone. That's the kind of stuff I had to encounter up here in Dalton, Georgia. Pagans coming into the ministry. No, they're still pagans. Still hear me on blog talk? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. The pagans left. But the minute they came against me like that, woe be unto them. I feel sorry for what happened to them, for what I heard happen. Because the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. That's true. I've had people try to kill me, sabotage me. I've had people try to show enough, show enough sabotage. Do every evil work against me. And you know what they wanted? The anointing that rests on my life. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, I've ever heard of. And that, too, brothers and sisters, is prejudice because they figure they're better than me and they should have it. Some of them figure they were born with entitlement to what? Not to what something somebody else has. But you ask them to get up and pray three hours, see what they tell you when I wake up. (laughs) When I wake up, I pray. Have 
that's when the people get delivered. Have the philosophy. It doesn't take all that. It takes all this and then some. But not for them because they're entitled. <clears throat> they're entitled. <clears throat> they're entitled. They're entitled to lay back and benefit of your hard work, of your labor, and think nothing of it. Do you know, honestly, I'm on this line, headline. You know, God said he'll have widows sustain you. It was a widow of another race. And guess what? This widow of another race, and you know what she told me? She said, I see the same love in her that I see in you, Erica. Because her mom and daddy was wealthy. They were wealthy. They had servants. My ministry ain't supported by all the people who uh, come on the ten line, learn and study under me. Uh-uh. Nope. It's by people who, who, for whatever reason, like God told me a long time ago, if they don't love me, they don't. They're not going to last with you. So you you understand that, and you 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 understand that, and you don't look for it no more. I don't. Everybody that really supports my ministry loves Jesus. I can tell you that. Or else they wouldn't even be. The majority of the people that get ministered to get ministered to through the love of somebody else. But I'm telling you, your time is up. You've been exposed today. Amen. And you've got to become responsible. You're not going to live off nobody else's blessings anymore. And some of you, it's the same thing with your pastor. Those of you that happen to have a good one. No honor, no respect. Yeah, and you say, Jesus this and Jesus that, and I don't need nobody but Jesus. But let me tell you something. Jesus needed 12 disciples. Jesus needed 12 disciples. And it was the spirit of Christ working through those 12 disciples that changed the world. Now, the reason I asked Jessica to come on it's because something happened during her um, exorcism and deliverance. But this was through the exorcism. We came away from South Carolina to Corpus Christi so that Jessica and some other people could be delivered. I'm in Jessica's mama and daddy house. Casting out demons. And you know what Jessica, what the demon said to Jessica? The demon pointed to Brother Joe and said, Yeah, you with your chicken frying self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Do you remember that, Jessica? No, just that you Ask your mama, ask your me. daughter. Yeah, you. that, 
they do remember you said and they you remind me. Brother Joe, you pointed to Brother Joe and said, I tried to stop you from getting here. I tried to make you have a wreck with your chicken frying stuff. Yeah, you eat a lot of fried chicken. And the watermelon. <laughs> and watermelon. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't remember that, but that's what they keep telling me. <laughs> well, yeah, mm-hmm. you said it. I looked right at you and I just said, mm. <laughs> Wow. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because your grandmother was a racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your mom and daddy just really getting free as free as they can. <laughs> exactly. But, yes, that, but your mama didn't have that in her heart because she suffered. Right. See, she suffered. Your dad, he might have suffered a little bit, but he kind of breathed it on through. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jessica threw out a racial slur at me. Don't pass it. Because I knew better out than in. I knew if she got that out, she could be delivered. As long as that stayed on the inside, bottled up and hidden, she was never going to be free. May I speak People to that? People have said some of the most, I'm sorry. May I add something to that? Yeah. I I didn't understand why I did I didn't realize that I despised my own culture, but I, after my exorcism, um, I hope, I hope I can, you can hear me after my exorcism, it started to become real. The, the reasons why I didn't like certain things, I didn't like smells. I didn't like certain music was rooted in that, but I consciously did not realize that until afterwards. I know that. I know that. But my point is, <clears throat> it's 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 a it's apparent. It's apparent. You know, I I I've been um, I, I've experienced prejudice from men, preachers that wasn't gonna turn me into no feminist, cause I've been through that. I led troops. I've been in war. Real war, real dying, real fighting. But so many of you haven't. You're playing games. It is only through the truth. Jesus says the truth. And it is the truth that you live up to, the truth that you admit that is going to make you free. It's the only thing that's going to make you free. I should be a man-hater for real. All the dirty stuff men did to me in the Army. Because when I was an officer, brothers and sisters, the Army was transitioning from the Women's Army Corps to the full Army. And being an officer, I had to command male troops. It took me a while to get delivered from Jezebel. Even although it wasn't Jezebelic, I was doing my job. But sometimes, and and for a lot of not necessarily good reasons, some of you are still bound up by stuff your granddaddy said. I went to a church in Vienna, Georgia, the hanging tree, right beside 
the cemetery right in front of the church. And the pastor says to me, this was the hanging tree. And uh, black people couldn't even come down this road here during slavery time. I said, yeah. I said, well, what about uh, Jim Crow and post-slavery? She said, they couldn't come down this road until 1973. I said, oh, okay. I said, so I, I got to get rid of all the spirits before I can even minister here. I said, well, you, I see you done trimmed the tree. Why didn't you cut it all the way down? She said the community wouldn't let me cut it all the way down because it was the hanging tree. I said, I'm going out here to your hanging tree, and I'm going to talk to this tree, and I'm going to command it to wither up and die in the name of Jesus. A minute she thought, oh, God, what did I let up in here? I went out there. I talked to that tree. To give you a long story short, I can take you there now. And it died from the inside to the outside and split in four parts. Not only that, that's not all that happened there. To now devils, they had a rain. It had been in a drought. And snakes came up out the ground. Them people got so scared, snakes came up out the ground. They didn't know where all them snakes came from. I said they rooted and grounded in, in their in your culture, in your history, and what happened back up in here. That's another one where the sheriff followed us out followed us out of town. Tell you. The title of this message God gave me. It was strange, but I understand it now that I got uh, through the 62nd page. Are you able to exercise enough self-control, enough temperance to receive God's goodness? I'm going to tell you right now, no. Still got some of that prejudice stuff in you? No. If you still got some of that superiority, in you, white or black? No. Or Hispanic? No. Because I found out some Hispanic people think they're better than other Hispanic people. Those that trace their lineage all the way back to Spain and any kind of uh, Spanish royalty, they got all kind of demons. And, they, and they've been inherited. You see, all black people ain't from the ghetto. That's another thing. You got educated, culturally educated, culturally inherited black people in America. Thank God a couple of them got to know me, and I got to know them. Because guess what? Ain't no culture in the spirit realm. I mean, ain't no color. There's no color. Jesus isn't white, and he isn't black. He's a spirit. He's flesh and bone. God is a spirit. 
I have had to deal with this one too. I don't speak color. I said, you must be blind then. Ray Charles can see color. You got to see who I am to understand what I am about. See you, I would be lying through my teeth if I said I don't see a Hispanic person or I don't see a a, a Korean person or a Filipino person. But that's just the flesh. But I've got to recognize the flesh before I can get to the heart. To recognize your culture before you can really be free. If you got Native American blood, then you got a culture based on Native American uh, history. And that has to be dealt with. The spirit from that has to be dealt with. Can get this. If you can get this. This is why I always ask you, uh, tell me about your grandfather. Tell me about your, you know, where, where, when you meet Jesus. So I can separate. So I can begin to unravel this spiritual, what, DNA maybe? And brothers and sisters, don't be ashamed of the fact that you racist. You got to tell people where Jesus brought you from, what Jesus brought you into. You got to tell people what you are now. Don't be afraid or ashamed because you was a witch. Grandma, grandpa, great-grandma, and those people came from France, from France. There's witchcraft in every tribe, every culture, because the witches and the magicians came down from the Tower of Babel. God confounded their language, and it spread into every tribe. And it is different for every individual. Armenian witches are different than witches. African witches are different than Swiss witches. Eskimo witches are different from Vietnamese witches. Filipino witches are different from Okinawan witches. South African witches are different from coastal African witches. The most mixed up of them all is America because America has a conglomeration of every form of witchcraft. Pennsylvania Dutch witches are different from New Zealand witches. Polynesian witchcraft is different from the witchcraft they practice 
up on Bonner, the eastern coast of Newfoundland, up around St. John's. You know that because I went there to see. Because I ministered to people from there so I would know. God sent them all. Because in this day and age, you have to be multicultural. You have to be bad global. Because the world is shrinking. <laughs> shrinking. UK witches better know something about jinn and Muslim witchcraft, Sunni witchcraft. I'm laying this thing out here to you this morning. I want to see you free. And I, and I, I thank God I used to be prejudiced. I'm not anymore. Amen. I'm not anymore, thank God. But let me tell you something. I still might have something way back, 35 generations know anything about but when I get into deliverance it sure might come out when you get into deliverance it sure might come out and you sitting up there oh no not me not my family and you don't even know who your great great grandfather was let's be real and if you are American you don't know what you are I was talking to somebody yesterday, and all this hit me. The melting pot of the world, or USA. I dealt with Irish witchcraft, fairies. We're not supposed to be colorblind. You can't be. If you do, you're a liar. If you say you are, you're a liar. Or blind, you can't go to a nation. You can't go on a tribe on an on Indian reservation and not note the fact some of some it's everything on 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 the some tribe are closer to their culture. The first time I ever saw a real red man, I just stared at him. I never seen nothing like that before. I mean, a real, real red man. Time I ever saw a white Filipino, I was shocked. But brothers and sisters, you need, I'm asking you, why don't you repent? Why don't you get rid of that stuff today? Because, see, nobody can do that for you. You got to do that to deliver you from that yourself. Because I'm going to assure you, if you've never, ever run into it in the natural, you deal with demons, it's going to surprise you tremendously when it happens in the spirit. And you can't get mad because you're there to set somebody free. You're there as God's ambassador. ambassador. You're there as God's uh, 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 emissary for somebody to be set free. How are you going to get mad? 
You get mad, the devil coming right in you with a whole host of stuff. You go on and deal with stuff up front. There's nothing he can do. You'll be like Jesus. The evil one cometh, but he had nothing in me. So you see, today I'm getting free. And I'm going to do what I got to do. Instead of like, I don't have to take it anymore. I'm going to straighten people out so they can get free. So what you mean by that, Erica? Simple. Satan been tricking people. Because, see, he is the one. He is the one that puts hatred in people's hearts. He's the one that puts resentment and all that stuff. Envy. All of those. Look them up. Galatians 5, they work for the flesh. And he want, and he will work through your flesh any way he can. And what better way than racism and prejudice? And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to free you up to love you more, too. Because you've been choking that stuff down. I want somebody. Now, this is going to sound crazy. I need about maybe, you know my you know my uh, email address? Send it to Erica Tedline. I want you to send me about seven emails acknowledging the fact that I'm a black African-American. Can you do that? If you could do that. I know you are right. Remember I told you about that widow that helped me? And I mean really, really helped me. I mean really, really, really. We don't have any issues like that. Because we, we discuss those kind of things openly. So we can pray for the whole world. So we can pray for the USA. We've been praying along those lines a long time. that know me, you know I don't play that. It's just whatever it is, it's what it is. I'm not bound, and I'm not going to allow anybody to bind me up, ever, because I know what it feels like to be bound. I'm not going to be bound. See, when that, them legion of demons came out of me, legion, man, I got free. And my my objective from the day I got see liberty in Christ is to stay free. So that's why I cut people off in the conversation. I'm not going to let anybody bind me up. I'm not going to allow anybody to uh, force me to go against what God said. I ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because I know one thing. If it had not been for God, there but by the grace of God go I bound back up in bondage Mm -mm. my liberty cost Jesus too much my liberty cost me too much and my liberty your liberty your liberty You need to think about who has it caused something? Who has your liberty caused something? 
And then you need to think about what does it cost you? I hope it costs you too much to be bound by any devil, any demon out here. And I think when people get the reality of this, come up, how these demons bind you up, how they hold you back, how they are rotten to the core, then you'll begin to do more to get rid of them. When you come to the reality of how they devised plans against you 20, 30, 40 years ago and bringing them into manifestation right now, you won't want them for real. When you realize how they done screwed up and polluted your family line, you won't want nothing to do with them. When you realize how many of your relatives, the demons, are responsible for their death, for their sickness, for their disease, for their affliction. You won't want them, and you'll do everything you can to get rid of them. Until that time, until demons become your enemy, you settle for anything and say, I love Jesus. Well, if you love Jesus, you will not tolerate anything against Jesus. If you love God, you won't tolerate anything against God. If you love God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, you won't tolerate. If you really love Jesus, you won't tolerate the devil binding people up because they don't know Christ. And most importantly, you won't let him bind you up another second. Because that's what sickness, disease, that's what mental issues, that's what control does to a child, a man, or a woman of God. God is your father. If God is your father <clears throat> and God is my father, how can you hate me? You shouldn't, because it's going to bounce right back to you and bind you up. That's why it's so horrible. And then the love of God constrains you to help those that don't know God get to know him. And to know the fact that he has this pardonable, unconditional love for them. Why? Because he's good. He exudes goodness all the time. And it won't be no judging me by the way I look or the way you think I look. And it won't be no me. I don't judge anybody anytime anyway because I know if I judge him, I'm wrong. I'm always wrong. So I don't do it. I stopped years ago. I just take it one day at a time, one person at a time, by the amount of spirits in them that have to come out. I hope I haven't bored you this morning. I want you to be all that God wants you to be so that when I get to my mansion in heaven, it'll be fully furnished with everything I like. Brothers and sisters, you got to live. 
what eternity. This little life down here is so temporary. Eternity is forever. But you make your eternity for tomorrow through the life you live today. Tell that devil, the love of God is greater in me. And then work to make it be than anything this world could ever defile me with. It is sad because God's goodness is all good, and it's going to be gooder. This is not the message. I'm going to have to put this on the stack with the other ones from last week. Of the 702. God is great. God is mighty. Don't forget to send me that email. Why don't you do that? Get yourself free. See you tomorrow on the deadline. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody say, come on again. Mm. Oh, yeah. I will sing I will sing I will sing And you love your goodness And you love how you made it Cause you are Oh, you're so Great is mine Great is mine
He's worthy to be praised. 